Welcome to one more episode of Sales with Aslan. Tab, we are back. We made it. We're, we're here for another episode. If we made it again, I love it. It's just, it's little, it's little victories. I like to live my life, Tom, <laughs> little, victories. little victories, like baby steps. I just we showed we up. made we're it here. to another week. <laughs> I always here. say, that's what I always tell people, you know, how in the world did you grow a business from your basement to uh, just show up, just keep showing yeah, up? It's probably a little more complicated than that, but <laughs> it I good. will tell you, I will say, Tab, yeah. that, uh, that book that you got me to read, Winning the Day, is that what uh, it's called? Win the Day. Win, win the, day. the Day. Yeah, Win yes. the Day. By filling that for me. Um, By, I knew you were going to, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. Um, uh, this, uh, yeah, this is the extemporaneous part portion of our show. That, my what, brain that doesn't work anymore. I know, I can't it's, remember that. But anyway, it's the, it, he's the, it's the pastor guy from mm -hmm. uh, the National the Circle, Circle Maker. Anyway, Circle Maker. Win the Day, you'll find it. But it it's the book about living one day at a time, which is yep. so trite. But I tell you, man, that when you most, I think of most of the anxiety and fear that I have is, is in the future. It's either in the past or the future. It's like, I'm, I'm in regret the past or I'm worried about the future. And if I just live in today, today is awesome. My yes. daughter's at home. My daughter's at my house. I just had lunch with her and, and one of my grandchildren. Saw my beautiful wife and it's great, but it's no. my future trip. Um, but, but anyway, we, 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 I don't know if that's a dike, we digress, but that was an unplanned moment of truth right there. No, and I think that's it's Mark Batterson, by the way. There you go. Thank and, you. And he's phenomenal. But um, no, I'm the exact same. It, it comes back to me all the time. I was just talking to my son, my oldest son, and he's, you know, he's, you know, out serving our country and he's, yeah. he's on a deployment and uh, he, he's been reading and he, 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 told me this week and said the same thing is I finally cracked open that win the day book. He goes, amazing. I yeah. just love it. So it really is inspiring just to kind of be, and it's not complicated, but I'm, I'm the same way. If I just will drive myself daily to just be, let's just embrace and enjoy this day. So that's a little well, it, it, extra. It's <clears throat> um, it kind of relates to our topic du jour uh, mm. you know, on, a, on a speech that I gave. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, oh, I know. I understand you were, you, you spoke, it was a, it was a selling power. Yeah, it was a selling right? power conference. Um, yeah. It was, it was at the Kennedy space center. Oh, did you get on up? Did you get to go up? <laughs> they, 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 they let you ride in the rocket. Yeah, so I you got a ride. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. I was yeah. there. I was there. I just flew in, spoke, and left. But I didn't know I could. Fly. I didn't know I could get on a rocket. I'm a little claustrophobic, Cab. So I'm not sure. Yeah, you would not do well in space. I, mm -mm. Yeah, you're right. No, I need. Uh, you know, I need a little room. wide open spaces. A little room, but um, yeah, I was look. I sh we should have looked up our friend Shane Kimbrough and see if he was around. Yes. Uh, no, so it was at the Kennedy Space Center, and it was about launching sales, and so Aslan sponsored it, and I spoke, Okay. and um, I, I was kind of relating what you said back to speaking, because I really loved, you know, presenting the truth of our solution and what mm. we talk about, about really, it's just about connecting and influence. I mean, if you think about all the things we talk about, yeah, it's really, you can boil it down to two things. How do you connect, and how do you influence? And so I got to share... So the principles that we love and the truth that the, the you know that we love to share about connecting and influence, um, but the the anxiety going into speaking, it's like the <laughs> things you worry about, you know, rather than just work your process, do the, what you need to do, and yeah. deliver it. But I just ha I have this performance anxiety, um, yeah. but um, I'm doing better of, of working through that. But um, you know, it's kind of a 
a little off point comment, but about, cause that's obviously we're going to talk about what I shared, but um, it really is important. Like we push through our fears, you know, and do, oh. do just do the work, you know, like if you just do the work, you, you can get rest. better, you know, and, and I feel like this is something I need to do. And I, and it, you know, I think one of the reasons it was hard is I just haven't done it in a while. Well, I, I think you're, you're rest. on to something. You're, you do the prep and then do it mm -hmm. and be okay. If good, bad, or indifferent, learn from it, Yeah, do it again. And just, you know, and I'm, I, I have the same problem you have with that. I think most people do. I mean, I just think yeah. you just, it's really difficult. Like even just doing a presentation is like, I want it to be perfect. I'm so worried. I'm going to make a yeah. mistake. And I, I think I told you I was doing a presentation last week and I completely screwed up from the very beginning. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Well, I did. I just, yeah. I had some technology problems and it threw me off my game and, and you just have to, Oh, I put it in the, remember that, that? Yeah. you just got to yeah. put it in the past and go, you know, whatever. It's not going to matter. Let's just press on. We keep doing our thing. So you're I right. Think, I think just keep doing it. I think the biggest, the biggest challenge that I have when I'm in those moments where, and I guess these moments are different for everybody, but there's these mm -hmm. moments where you feel like your identity is at stake. That's it. Like it's, is all about who are you? And if you pull this off, yeah. You know, then then you are you you have significance. If you fail, then you suck. I yeah. it's, a, it's like I suck. It's like you know, like it, exactly. going back to high school tab. If I drop yeah. the pass in the end zone, oh. I suck. I mean, yeah. I cannot believe your I'm a value little, you know, as a I, human. If I got a C on a history test, it really didn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> it it's really all about didn't. what you value. Yeah, right? it's what you value, and I think I value. Uh, and that's really the, I think the key of getting over some of our anxiety when we're in those moments is not making it mm -hmm. about us and not making our performance. And it's not a statement of who we are and what our value I was there to serve. Yeah. And, and, you know, but I got to go through the, I got to do the reps. I got to practice. And the more I do that, the more comfortable I get. Um, so it went, and it went, it went well. That's great. Now, what was the topic? So the topic was, I shared three very counterintuitive principles, strategies that leaders leverage to engage their team members and, and drive results. Okay. It's like, and, and it was, it's really geared at the two biggest problems that he, sellers and leaders face engagement uh, and selling, you know, engagement, okay. engagement, and how do they convert unreceptive customers? So okay. I kind of, I kind of shared those three strategies, um, and one of the surprising things is, you know, talking about pre preparing is I prayed before trying to work through kind of, we were talking about this, you know, sort of this performance anxiety. And yeah. I was trying to remember what one of our, our guests, Kelly Talamo shared about, it's not a performance. You're, you're there to communicate. Yeah. So I was kind of praying through that and trying to prepare and just asking God, like, you know, just help me share the message that you want to deliver. You know, we believe that yeah. the truth about connecting and influence is really, you know, it comes from, it comes from our creator and we're here to share that because it makes our relationships work. Uh, it makes life work. Um, and so, you know, I was praying for, I was praying about that. And, and, and so I deliver the talk, I'm walking out mm. and this guy's on a conference call and he grabs me and he's like, I, I got to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking it's about, you know, what we do, sales training, the book yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I got to talk to you. And I'm like, 
and he's on a conference call. I can see the person on the, you know, on the screen. <laughs> and, he, and so I, I go, he goes, but I can't talk right now. I go, well, call, call me or here's my card. And I'm thinking, you know, he's going to email me or whatever about something that we do for a living. He calls me five minutes. I'm pulling out of the parking lot. He starts talking to me about, well, I should back up and say, I shared a picture of Tyndall. So my ah. daughter, for those of you who don't know my daughter, my daughter went through a real rebellious stage when she was started around when she was 15. I call it the the kind of the, the blue eyeshadow face. <laughs> she started wearing really dark, heavy eyeshadow. Her <laughs> eyes were half open and she looked at me like if she could kill me with her eyes, I would be dead. Yeah. And and, and she just kind of started on this path where, she, you know, the, the two older boys went in the, you know, the went in a completely different direction you know they 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 believed what we believed about faith and you know they 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 were moving in the right direction Tyndall's like i'm not doing that i'm doing a different direction i'm looking for my own identity so she started doing that mm. and so i think this sort of um high point or low point of that was when we took her to aruba and she met johan vandersloot now i remember that name yeah that was remind me um well, that's the guy that killed natalie holloway Yes, that's right. So this guy kills Natalie Holloway in May. I have a picture of Tyndall in April, and she's leaning on his shoulder with her arm around him, and he's he's kind of standing, you know, very upright, and she's kind of hanging on him. And oh I showed gosh. that picture. Wow. And well, and the point did people you know, know it, what it was? Did people? Well, I asked. They, I said, you had Do you to... know what this is? But it, I, I pointed it out because I said. My position as her father had no impact on my ability to influence her. Mm, and so as yeah. leaders, we sometimes think, oh, well, because I'm an authority, I have, I have influence. No, your authority gives you no influence. It gives you responsibility, but no influence. As a seller, right, my mm. ability to communicate and convince that a lot of times has no impact on our ability to influence because as my daughter was, she was completely closed. She was emotionally unreceptive. And so anything I did that was traditional, um, you know, the traditional strategies of, you know, sharing what's, you know, here's why you need to move in a different direction. Yeah, let me give you the benefits of why you shouldn't do this. Yeah, here making yeah. logical arguments about why her, the path she's on is not going to work out for her. That did not work. And that was the point of sharing that slide. Mm. And so we can get into the talk later. But anyway, the guy calls me, I think because he goes, I had a daughter in that same situation. And then he starts to talk to me about, um, he wants to talk to me about his marriage. Wow. And and so. That's so like, awesome. Yeah. So we, we started, he's apparently having trouble in his marriage. And we got to talk about some of the things that I've learned through what we've done. So that was, that was, a, that was the highlight. I thought it was cool that it was more, People felt comfortable enough to talk to me, and he was not the only one, about what's happening beyond selling and beyond running their organization, but what's happening in their personal life. And I loved that. Well, I, I think you and I share that. The, that's one of the reasons we've continued to do what we do is we love helping people make more money. I yeah. love making more money. I think it's fun. Yeah. But I love, what, I do like money. I do. I do that. It's better but, to have money than not have money. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but my, I think both of our whys are sharing truth. I mean, just yeah. the truth that's bigger than just business. I mean, yeah. it's, it's what, and what it's not everybody our truth. cares about. These are it's timeless not. principles. It's yeah. not our truth. Yes. We it's are just like, packaging up truth. Yep. It's true. Um, so speaking of truth, so I started off with 
I said this counterintuitive idea and I wanted to double click on that. And I started thinking about this tab. Have you ever thought about how most of the things that we teach are counterintuitive? I, only because I do find myself saying it all the time. You, you know, this is counterintuitive. I was just teaching a class last week. I, you know, what we're trying to do, I did this in a presentation. I said, we're just going to, whatever you think sales is, we're going to train your people to be different. Yeah. And they're like, huh? Yeah. I said, yep, that's right. We are. We're going to just do it different which is counterintuitive. It's counter. It's really it, the, the principles or the things that we teach around connect and influence mm. are just so counterintuitive. It's like, you think about it as like, it, 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 you think, okay, for me to be able to connect with somebody, I need to talk. Well, right. actually you need to listen. Yeah. You know, right. If I, I need to impress you. No, you need to be impressed. You know, I need to take, no, you need to give. I mean, it's just like all the things yeah. that that lead to a connection and relationships, almost you have to do like George Costanza. You need to do the opposite. <laughs> you need to do the opposite. And I told I told a story uh, about JFK Jr. Mm. Um, where, and I just, I remember reading about this years ago and thinking about it, but I never really did anything with it. And it hit me like the day of. Uh, the talk is, uh, you know, he took off from New, New or Newport and uh, an airport in New Jersey to fly to Martha's Vineyard. I'm talking about JFK Jr. Yeah. Was, I think he was with his fiance. His, yeah, his fiance, or they just right. got married or something like that. Maybe they just got yeah. married. Yeah. And well, it was foggy. <clears throat> yeah. And he couldn't see, and they call it spatial disorientation. And so what happens is because you lose sight, and he wasn't, mm. he wasn't, he didn't really know how to lean in his, you know, read his instruments, or maybe he didn't trust them. I think he didn't trust them because they had instruments, but he, he, you get disoriented. And so up becomes down and down becomes up. And mm -hmm. so basically he was flying upside down. And so as he gains altitude, he goes into the ocean in his mind. Mm. And so it, to me, it perfectly captures kind of what happens to us is like when we get in a foggy situation, we can either trust our instincts or we can trust our instruments. Wow. And, and, and most of us go with our gut, you know, like when my daughter yeah. started moving in the wrong direction, I'm going to yank it. My, my wife would say, I'm going to yank a knot in her. I'm going to grab her. Right. I'm going to control her. I'm going to keep her from going in that direction. That's our instincts that backfires. Right. Right. And we need to know what our instruments are and the top leaders, the top pilots trust their, in, they trust their <clears throat> instruments. You know, yeah. the top parent, best parents trust their instruments and their instruments are, our principles. If you want to be an effective mm. seller or leader, you need to know what the principles are because when it gets a little foggy, mm. we go back to gut. Yeah. And we try to, we base it on how we feel. And that is typically not the right response, which is really, I, I don't understand that. Why is, I mean, obviously our instincts work well <laughs> to keep us alive. Yeah. You know, like the physical yeah. instincts mm -hmm. are good. Yeah. Most of them. But most of the other instincts related to what we teach do not work for us. Well, I mean, don't you think, when you think about it, what keeps us alive is we're selfish. We have yeah. to fight for ourselves to keep us right. alive. And guess what? All these things we're talking about, the principles are about being selfless. Yeah, it's true. So, well, and it also works against us being happy. I was listening to this podcast by Arthur Brooks, which I absolutely love this guy. Arthur he wrote Brooks. A, he wrote a book about happiness and he was oh. on the Rich Roll podcast. And he talks about mother nature does not want you to be happy. You know, he's like, he's like, <laughs> like the that. things that your instincts tell you to do work against you for being happy. It's like, like, for example, our instincts are things will make us happy. Yeah. You know, like 
Yeah. And he talked about, yeah, you moved to California and you, the sunshine, it lasts six months. You like that for six months. It makes you happy. No mm -hmm. thing makes you happy. Nothing makes you happy. It's like, and so that's not what our instincts tell you. Like I used to believe, I remember early in our career tab that if, if I remember thinking, if our business got to this size, if I were doing <laughs> this, yeah, right, exactly. whatever this is, if I got yeah. here, Mm -hmm. I don't care what I, I would write on paper, what makes me happy. I don't care what people tell me. What me I would think that will make me happy. And that did not make me happy. Never. Worked. I reached that destination and it did not make me happy. Yep. Um, so it is interesting how I, I find that fascinating about our instincts. And I, and I always think if my instincts were telling me to do something, I'm like, whoa, time out. Wear the, the velour suit. Wear the velour suit. You shouldn't, therefore, do. Remember that the Seinfeld visit with velour. He had that velour sweatsuit. <laughs> Why well, just put it on? Everything told me don't wear this, and I said, "Well, I I've love it. there. I've, therefore, I've got to wear it." I no, love I love it. this. I mean, this is now you got. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to tell me the name of the book, Arthur Brooks. What's the name of that book? Do you know it? Uh, I'm gonna have to find it. Where, okay. Where's our, our producer? Will look it up. Okay. Uh, All I, right. Somebody sent it to me. Uh, you All know right, what? I I'll think I actually it. do have it okay. um, right at my fingertips. It's mm. called. Always looking for a good book. Uh, yeah. It's called From Strength to Strength. Oh, someone just recommended that for me. I just put it in my Goodreads. So thank yeah, you. Arthur Brooks, Strength to Strength. From Strength to Strength. I, I, the, yes. the podcast, he's on the Rich Roll podcast. It's two and a half hours tab. Wow. And I, I've listened to it now three times. Wow. He's just a brilliant guy, but he communicates it's the the principles of happiness so well. And it's not this woo woo, uh, you know, stuff that I mean. Yeah. Some, this guy comes; he's brilliant. I mean, he was CEO of a think tank. He he was a professional musician. I mean, this guy. So he's happy. Yeah. He, well, it's funny. He's, he's very authentic <laughs> about that. And he says, he goes, "I'm a six. He goes, but I was a six. He goes, but I was a three. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. I'm not a nine, but at least I'm not a three anymore. No, no. That's he good. Well, it, 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 he starts off the podcast by telling the story of, he says, I'm sitting in this seat in first class and this guy behind mm. me, I could overhear his conversation about how the guy was saying, I've wasted my life. Mm. I'm worth nothing. Nothing I've done matters. I have nothing to live for, blah, 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 blah. Just, wow. you know, kind of this sort of, um, you know, a guy lamenting over the, how his life turned out. You could tell it was an older man talking to what he assumed was his wife. He goes, he gets up, he stands up, they're going off the plane. He sees the guy and it turns out it's a guy. He goes that everybody would know. And everybody would think this guy's lived the perfect life. If no anybody is like what he'd accomplished in his life and you know, everybody would be a fan. He said, mm. so he, you could tell he wasn't a political figure or somebody that people would think you know, like it sounded like a Warren Buffett kind of a guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, or Bill Gates kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's like this guy could dine out on it for the rest of his life and be happy, and he wasn't. And that mm -hmm. kind of started it on this journey. Well, what makes us happy? Because, you know, we accomplish these things in life, and we're strivers and achievers, but what makes us really happy? And so um, so he talked about it. But what, what what the whole point I brought up was bringing up about this is the fact that most everything he shares is counterintuitive. <laughs> i love it yeah like we we want to avoid pain right to be happy but he goes actually pat pain is the path to happiness yeah uh, you know yeah. so it's like i just find that interesting so we talked about some counterintuitive principles so that, okay i'm sure you had three points two points i mean i know yeah you... i think we talked about three things but i i think we probably given time it probably makes sense for for most of our audience for us to talk about two the first one okay I shared was if you, you know, I, I bring up, I always want to talk about influence. I bring up that the illustration 
or the I guess it's an illustration of the of the globe with the two polarized points of view. You know, you can have got you're yeah. you're at the North Pole and the other person's at the South Pole. Yeah. And I always I always make the point this captures what what our objective is in influence. This is what influence looks like. I have to change. My goal in influence is changing someone's point of view. I'm changing their beliefs. It's not education. It's not like what we think about is, hey, teach me how to do something. Yeah. This is somebody going, I don't believe what you believe. I'm a I'm a Republican and you're a Democrat, or I don't yeah. believe in God and you believe in God. I believe this, or I don't believe I need to change solutions and and or move in this direction and you believe they do. That's what influence looks like. And so I bring up this picture and I say, so what is our instinct when we see, when we're in, we're on the North Pole and they're on the South Pole? What's my instinct when I want to talk to Tyndall about the road that she's on and how that's going to lead to disaster? My instinct is to convince. My instinct is to talk. My instinct yeah. is to make a really strong argument. My instinct is to go to court. And, and that's, that's the way I, I did that with my wife when I first got married. Um, I didn't actually do that too much with my children, but that's my instinct. It's my instinct in sales. That's and so, yeah. So, but what we really need to do, the truth is the counterintuitive strategy is we need to first get an invitation. Mm. We need to get, until we get an invitation, until the other person says, what do you think I should do? What you have to say doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's because, yeah, I've heard you say that before. Um, what was it? it uh, I'm going to mess it up. You're going to make it right. But it was something like if, if you share your opinion without, without having been given the invitation, it's, yeah. it's taken as judgment or so you said something like yeah, that. Yeah. Say, well, that's kind of, yeah. Well, you think about it when you're trying to convince somebody, which means you're sharing your opinion, right? About what they yeah, should do yeah. differently, right? You're basically starting off by saying you're wrong. Right. Think, think about that. That's like, true. There's a reason they have a polarized point of view. So if you go, yeah. here's why, here's why you need to think differently. You basically are starting off. This is your position. You're starting off with the idea that I'm going to tell you you're wrong and you're going to like it. Right. Here, Tendo, let me tell you why the guy you're dating isn't right for you. Let me tell you why the road you're on isn't right. Let me tell you why blah, 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 blah. Well, her, what she's going to do is she's going to now argue back. And yeah. when the argument begins, influence ends. Yeah. So I got to first get a seat at the table. You know, I got to be able to, I got to, and the best way to get a seat at the table is I got to knock on the door. Yeah. And I, lo I love that idea. I love that. That helps me think about what I'm doing. I can't bowl. I can't just push my way through the door. I can't work my way through. I have to knock on the door. She has to open it and she's got to let me in. And another way to think about knocking is is the way we talk about tab is obviously drop the rope. Yep. I need to, I don't need to tug, I don't need to do the tug of war. I don't need to try to force her or my customer or my spouse or my employee or my team member mm -hmm. or my friend. I don't need to try to pull them to my position because when I do, they're going to resist. So I need to drop the rope and say, hey, I don't know if what my recommendation is best for you. I don't, I just would like to talk with you. I may be wrong. Do, you know, people do, have a really hard time saying that. <laughs> yeah. Someone I said that the other day with somebody. I said, I'm not going to ever say that because I'm, you're saying that I'm saying I'm wrong. I said, no, you may be wrong, but you're not saying you are wrong. You're saying you may be wrong. Yeah. It's different. You're not going, you go, well, you, I can't say that because you're, I'm admitting guilt. I'm admitting, I said, no, you're not. This is yeah. crazy how hard that is for people. 
Well, think about, I mean, the, the lack of respect for the other person who has a completely polarized point of view. It's like, you know, you, you, you don't want to begin. Maybe, you know, you're not saying you're wrong. You're right. saying, like you said, you, 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 you know, like in the case of my daughter, she, she's definitely wrong. Okay. So let's right. just look right. Like she would say, Hey, I'm, you know, she's 18. Yeah. She's hanging on a guy that's a murderer. He's in right. prison now for murdering a person. You know, I don't think he ever got yeah. caught for an alley Holloway, but mm. so she's wrong. But here's what, here's where I have to drop the rope. She has to choose whether she wants to talk to me. And so maybe dropping the rope isn't saying I'm wrong. Dropping the rope could be asking permission. Yes. But I tell you, when I'm selling something and I don't know the customer, yeah, I don't know their organization. I don't know what they need. I don't know anything about them. Like I remember asking some software guys to say, uh, it's a guy, there's literally a room of 10 software sales guys. And I said, what are the options the customer has when you call them? And right. so they started writing. I'm like, what are the options? Like buy your solution? Yep. So what about buy partial? Okay, that's good. I said, is there any else? Any other options? No. <laughs> <laughs> so they could not maybe not do nothing i said well or, what about whatever they but, could do nothing is it ever in their best interest to do nothing and they go well i mean they had a hard time thinking of it. <laughs> okay because so you're trying to get them to renew software right is there and he said well i said well what if they're selling their business in two months should they upgrade their software well i right. guess not i said well say that <laughs> I said, is it, is it, is it, should they ever buy from the competition? Is there ever a time that they should buy from the competition? And so unless you're willing to put all those options on the table, you're pulling the rope. Now, again, if you're talking about somebody in a in personal life and you know that they're headed down a road that can, then dropping the rope isn't admitting you're wrong, but it, you got to ask at least permission. You got to yeah, still, yeah, because like you can still say, you know, you, I just did this with one of my kids. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to do. I can't make you do anything. I can't. You I mean, I really can't. Just an I can't. I can't make you. And you can choose to go whatever, whatever path you. And I'm giving her that option. That drops the rope. Yeah, but I'm still going to tell her the truth. But yeah. all I can do is if if you want, I can share with you some things I've learned by making mistakes over the last 57 stinking years. Right. But she may go, I don't want to hear your big your opinion. I'd be, okay. Yeah. But I have to be okay with that. You do. I mean, so you got to think about truth, delivering truth, like delivering food. You cannot make people eat it. Is that kind of like the horse in the water? Is that the same? <laughs> but, like, but it's, thing, it's ridiculous. Like, I can't make you embrace the truth. All I can do is serve it up for you and I can make it as attractive as possible. And I can get you to sit at the table. Yeah. Right. And I can talk about it and I can, but the more I try to take the back of your head and make you eat, yeah. the less you, I mean, so we've got to create, and I, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, uh, we're, I mean, I, there was a lot of fear and because uh, talking to our daughter about where she was headed for obvious reasons. Right. But if I want, and, and I also need to say, I mean, there are times when we don't need to try to influence our children. We need to actually make moves that will protect them. Right. right. And it's not about influence. I'm talking about a person who's going to college in four months. Right. Right. I mean, they're grown I, 18 years old. They make their own decisions. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, when she got caught drinking and driving, I took her car away. There was right. no drop the rope there. There was no, I mean, like, I'm not going to, we're influencing. We're disciplining. Now we're not influencing. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's yeah. a really good thing. I'm glad you said that because I think we do need to differentiate between that. Yeah. But if you apply this to your team, motive, yeah. you know, influencing your team, you apply this to influencing your customers or prospects, it's always true. You have to get an invitation if you're going to influence. And the, the first thing we need to do is drop the rope. Yeah. We need to knock on the door and they need to answer the door and we need to stand at the, at the, we need to stand out and say, can we come in? Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to barge in and they need to say, yes, I'd like to, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a seat at the table. The next thing we got to do though, is we got to answer the question. Well, why should we, why should we let you in? It's the question. Yeah. So the, the first, that first one's connect, right? And then, cause you said so the, two big points, right? Connect and influence. Is that really what you're? Well, the first strategy that? is we got to get an invitation. So I'm talking about how do we get an invitation? We get an invitation okay. by first knocking or in other words to say that is drop the rope. Okay. And the second way we get an invitation is by answering the question. Why should they let us in? Why should they give us a seat at the table? Ah, got it. You know, and if I'm a leader, <laughs> I need to communicate that this is about them. No one is motivated by your goals. If you're a sales rep, customers are not motivated by your goal. They don't care about you. They care about them. So we need to, we need to answer the question. Here's why you should let us in because I'm here to serve you. Yeah. I want to help you do something versus I'd like to talk with you about my solution. They don't, they, they care about their problems. And if we position the reason that we want to come in is because we want to talk about it. I mean, I, I was talking to my wife who was not receptive about changing her approach to trying to heal her chronic disease. My wife's been chronically ill for 30 years and she, you know, she'd been to the Mayo clinic. She yeah. did all these traditional approaches. She's looking for a pill or surgery to fix her, her physical problems, mm -hmm. which I get Yeah. But when that, when, when that didn't work, uh, she, you know, she basically said, Oh, I'm, I'm done. And, and I, I started getting information from all these other people who'd been, who'd been in the same situation who, had found solutions to their health issues, but it wasn't the traditional route. And Claire was shut down. She was unreceptive. She didn't want to talk about it. And so yeah. I just, and I was doing the preaching thing. I was getting, you know, like uh, I kept yeah. telling her, here's what I heard. And here's somebody else who blah, 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 blah. And I hear you, you read this article and this mm -hmm. person said this. And I mean, I kept meeting these people with the same symptoms who'd solved the problem. And I finally just, gave up because you could tell she was a closed. And then I started thinking, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not applying my own principles. <laughs> Isn't it great how we do that? I know it really wasn't. And finally I, you know, I had to let it go. And I, one day, um, I basically just said to her, I said, are you open to talking about a tr different approach to, you know, health? Are you open to that? Are you want to talk about it? Or are you just done? And I completely yeah. dropped the rope. Yeah. And she said, uh, you could tell it was almost like she was thinking about the question for the first time. Are you, yeah. she wasn't fighting with me because I wasn't trying to win. You didn't I just try said, to fight. Do you want to, are you just, are you done? And I said it like you could be done, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, what, what do you want to do? And, and, and I was, I said it like in a real curious way, like the no pressure. She goes, you know what? I guess I'm really not. I probably should think about other alternatives. Right. That door, that's the first, that door cracked that day. I can tell you where we were sitting. Yeah. And since that day, she, 
started moving in a different direction. But the, but the second thing I wanted to share about that is, is why I thought about this is because before then I wanted her to get healthy because it benefited me. Right. Right. There you go. Just she that was, natural instinct or, or I want her to get healthy because it's screwing up my life. Right. My yeah. wife being sick screws up my life. Right. And when I changed and I started worrying more about her and then I said, the reason I want to bring this up is because I just want you to be happy. And here's the thing about that is when our motive is pure and it's about the other person, they know it. Like yeah. you know, when people are sincerely care about you, you can, you can just tell it. Yeah. And so this is, this is part of the problem is that I think we are selfish people and we're not other centered. And so, which, which is fine. I, by the way, do not beat up myself or others for that truth because the natural gravitational pull is for me to wake up every morning and try to take care of myself. That's, there's nothing wrong with that, but I've got to decide on a daily basis I'm going to be more successful, more fulfilled. I'm going to have more influence if I choose to serve other people. And when I do that on a daily basis, I have impact. And I, and by the way, I'm more fulfilled. You win on both sides. It's like back you, to my talk. I'm yeah. there for those people and they could feel it versus I'm here for performance and I'm here for leads. Right. And what happens is when you do that, you have more influence. People are more receptive. They want to, you're probably going to get more leads. You're not going to get less leads. No, you know, it, I, I it, mean, it, and you're going to feel more fulfilled. You can walk out of there and go, my gosh, I don't even give a rip about that. I mean, great. If I get leads, but it's all going to work out, but I got yeah. to help somebody in their marriage. And and that makes you feel good about life because, yeah. you know, it's not just, I always like to talk about the dot and the line, you know, it's not our, our time on earth is small. It's a dot, but the line goes on for forever. And, and what you, that's so yeah. true too. and what so, you really want is purpose. What we yes. really want is purpose. We yep. want to know that what we're doing matters. Yes, we feel the need for commission. Yes, we need to feel the need to hit our number and get our bonuses and all those things. And that's that's real, right? I feel that mm -hmm. and you feel that. Yep. But what we really want mm -hmm. is what we really want is we want purpose. And so when we serve our customers and we embrace that, the good thing is we're more successful and we, yep. we have we have more impact and what we do really matters. And if you're a leader building a team and you can focus on that, your team will be engaged. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah. that changes everything. Man, I wish I'd been there. This sounds like it was an amazing talk. Oh, I made millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All I did is cost us money, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. All right, <laughs> so, so I'll, tell you, I'll share the second thing, which I think yeah. follows nicely. Okay. And we talk about this all the time, obviously, Tab, as we talked about take the trip. Oh, yeah. We got to, once we, once we get in the door and we, we, somebody says, okay, like I did with my wife, you want to talk about this? Do you want to talk about some other alternative? Which by the way, the reason she didn't is because it meant she'd have to really change her life. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. At least that's that was part of it. But, but I said, do you really want to talk about this? And she says, yes. So what the next thing is I instinctually want to do is start telling her, great, let me tell you why I think you should consider. And so instead of doing that, which I did something different counterintuitively, I took the trip, which is what we talk about all the time is we got to leave our position from our point of view, take the trip until we continue, until we can see their point of view. Yeah. And you know what I found out about my wife? What? Is she said, I found, I'll tell you what I found out about my wife. And I'll tell you what I found out about my daughter. My wife said, everybody wants to fix me. 
No one cares about me. As soon as they hear what's wrong with me, they start telling me what to do. And no one really cares about me. Yeah. And I'm like, and I went, and this is what happens when you take the trip. You go, oh. <laughs> Yo. Uh, oh, I go, oh. So the that's, O moment. Oh, there's this O moment. And what's really cool about the O moment is when you have an O moment with somebody, then you start to feel something different. You feel empathy and they can tell that you feel. There's a connection that mm -hmm. happens that's really cool. You know, because honestly, Tab, this is a tangent right now. <laughs> But this, what we're selling, we're not selling a solution. We're selling dopamine. Oh, we really are. We're selling dopamine. Like we're that. selling a feeling. We're selling like when people, when we listen to people and we get them and we have the O moment, like we're understanding them at a deeper level than other people do. There's a dopamine hit there and yeah. they like that. They yeah. love that feeling because people at the deepest level want to be known. I want to be known when somebody says something about me or says something that demonstrates they really get me, I get teary. Oh, like yeah. we, we had a branding a company, we're working with rebranding Aslan, mm -hmm. and they read back the statement about Aslan, and they captured the essence of Aslan and what we're about. Mm -hmm. I started crying. Oh, my God. Because well, you it was are like, a touch sensitive. I'm a touchy. Well, you're, I've seen you do the same thing. <laughs> I cry same. like a baby all the time. I'm yeah, not we're, We are a bunch of, yeah, we, 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 <laughs> sat, we act tough, but we all cry. Mark's not afraid to cry. We're all criers. I've <laughs> seen Sean. I, I don't know if I've ever seen Sean cry a lot, but I'm sure he cried. But yeah, but we want to be known. I mean, that's yeah. who we really, and when we take the trip and we have this, oh, moment and we go, oh, that's why you do what you do. My daughter told me, she said, Taylor's a quarterback and everybody thinks Taylor's cool. Christian's a musician and everybody thinks Christian's cool. I'm nobody. She said, I <laughs> wow. basically I'm looking for what she said is I'm looking for acceptance and I can't compete with them. I can't do what they do. So I, it was a shame thing. This is what was driving her in the wrong direction. And when I could sit with her and understand that and go, Oh, I get it. I went from this disappointed parent or this fear, this parent that lives in fear or a parent who's trying to control or a parent who worried about the impression of what's it look like that my daughter's drunk at a football game to I care about another human being. We bonded. We bonded yeah. through that period. Yeah. Um, and uh, then, you know, the next thing we want to do as a seller or as a leader is we want to feed it back to them. Yeah. We want to make sure that, cause we may feel that and have the O moment. We got to feed it, feed it back to them. Um, <laughs> I remember, I don't know if I should share this, but I'm going to do We're going to go for it. Tab. Come on. I, we're doing it. I remember this happening with you. Oh gosh. What happened? We were in Athens and a homeless guy came up to us. Do you remember yeah. this? No, I don't. You seemed annoyed. Oh, I'm sure I did. You seemed annoyed, and I'm like this. And that that you know, at the time I was I was volunteering at a land you land. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, working with the homeless, and you're like this this homeless guy's bothering me, and you just kind of had this sort of disdain look about this guy, and I was yeah. like, I immediately started to judge you. I don't know if you know this. I started to judge you, and I'm like, who the hell are you to try to that you think you're right. better than this homeless guy? And yeah, and you didn't say anything. I could just tell by your body language you were bugged. Yeah. I'm and instead of, so the, my instinct was to judge you. My instinct mm -hmm. was to fix you. My instinct mm -hmm. was to sell you on being different. But then I remembered because I love you. And I remembered, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, well, awesome. I remember, I remember this ideal. I literally did, which I, I practiced so much better work than I do at home. 
um, I'm going to take the trip. I took the trip with you. You know what you tell you do? You remember what you told I, me? I have no earth. I can't. I you don't have a clue wait. where I'm going. I have no idea where you're going. You and I have no me, idea what I said. You told me the story about every time you're with your dad. Yes. You said every Gosh, time so I'm true. with my dad, I'm getting teary thinking about this. Every time I'm with my dad, he would focus on the homeless people and he would take them on trips with us. And he yeah. would, and you would be there for lunch or breakfast with him. And he would go pick some homeless guy and he would hang out with them. And and you said he had a better relationship and knew that homeless guy better than he knew me. That's what you yeah. said to me. I remember and Blaine that. said the same thing. Your brother. Yeah. Well, and really? I'm like, so then I go, Oh, this, <laughs> right. it's this, a little different perspective. <laughs> it's like it completely changed my mind. I was like, Oh, this has nothing to do with you judging anybody. This is reminding you of a pain that you have with your father. Yeah. That's and, really uh, amazing. I can't yeah. even remember that. That's really, that's yeah, powerful. Well, I thought, I thought that was a great, that we had two polarizing ones of you. I'm over here trying to serve the homeless and you're over here going, I don't like the homeless. That's what it felt like to me. That's not how you feel. No, I don't. But, that, I, but I, yeah, that's interesting. That that's really that's such a perfect example of take the trip. Yeah, it's and it, I tell you what, this is so counterintuitive, man. I so struggle with this. With I think we struggle more with people we know really mm. well than our customers. I think it's because we know them so well. We know what they're going to say. We know what you know why we've had the conversations before. We're experiencing you know, the same sort of problems. Hey, listen, you won't, you know, my wife, you won't do anything about your health. Keep, they keep doing a, the same thing over and over again. And you're kind of like, I, I, I kind of know what the I, deal is. I don't is. need to take the trip anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is I have to remind myself, I'm trying to build a foundation to be heard if I'm influencing them, right? Relationship determines influence. If I don't have a relationship with you, if there's not receptive, if you don't feel heard, if I don't validate your point of view, you're never going to listen to me. And yeah. if I really care about you, why are you going to listen to me? Because I have something for you. I have a truth. I have a solution to your problem. And so, but I got to build this foundation and it starts with getting an invitation. It starts validating their point of view, having the O moment, getting them to, you know, getting them to say exactly. And if I do that, selling is easy. <laughs> right. It takes yeah, it, all the pressure. <laughs> it yeah. really is. You are so free. Um, I, I was I was doing this talking about this on a presentation like this past week. Oh really? I mean, I was just I'm I'm just I'm kind of like you. I, the older I get, I think the more free I get. Just like going, we just I just I was like, man, don't you just want your salespeople to be free, just to serve and just yeah. and just. I mean, I, isn't that really what you want? He's like, yeah, I really do. Yeah. I'm like, awesome. That's what we're talking about. So it's just so, and I would have never talked like that earlier in my career. But let me give you the six tactics of how we're going to transform yeah. your sales team. And we're going to blah, blah, blah. And I'm just learning that, let, golly, it's, it's, it, I love what you said in the very beginning, which, which is we're learning how much what we talk about is counterintuitive. Yeah, it really is. Well, and I think to your point, it's, it, I think people may be resisted some of these counterintuitive Mm -hmm. ideas because they're so counterintuitive because we want control right yeah. our, our instinct is to focus on more not better right it's right. like our instinct i was working with this client the other day it's like 411 leads led to 14 <laughs> opportunities led to one sale they had eight percent close rate 
Yeah. Right. But as long as they're getting enough leads, they can live <laughs> with it. And I can control it. Yeah. I, I put it in a box. It. I just get more. I got to get more sales reps, right? Because I got to close only 8%. Yeah. So I got to get more leads and more sales reps. I'm like, well, actually, and they can control that. Like that is, they know how to hire and they know how to get 441 leads. Yeah. Right. Well, the problem is that's changing. Like people aren't getting leads and people yeah. are, the conversion rate went from 20 to now eight. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like customers are not buying the traditional approach to selling does not work. And I think people are starting to wake up to that and saying, okay, maybe I'll look at better. That's it's I'm reading a book called fans first by Jesse. Oh, yeah, Cole. You told me I that, think yeah. I told you about this. The guy that started yeah. the Savannah bananas. It's yeah. all what he, all he talks about. He talks about exactly what you're saying. He's like, you know, we just decided to do, I'm going to do everything the opposite of normal. Cause I, <laughs> I did normal. Yeah. yeah. I did normal. And my baseball team was losing money and yeah. I did everything exactly the way everybody did it. I just said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Absolutely abnormal. Yeah. I'm going to go, what baseball's too long. Okay. Well, we're going to change it. I mean, it's, it really is crazy. It, and to your point, I think it's getting, people are waking up to this. Yeah. In a way that I think in our career, Tom, this is new in the last five years, maybe two years. I don't know. It's maybe the pandemic pandemic shook everybody up to where everybody's kind of like going, maybe we got to think about things differently. Well, I think too, because the, the uh, people, the the retentions drop so much too. Yeah. That that reps don't want to sell the way we've been trying to get them to sell. They don't want an mm-hmm. 8% close rate. They don't want to go from 441 leads to 14 <laughs> opportunities. And they're, I mean, literally these guys, they're, and I say guys, cause it's, I worked, it was only guys that I met with on, when I was conducting this assessment. Uh, I mean, they were, I mean, I, I couldn't find a, 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 a cold call, cold email that turned into an appointment. I, I don't think they had zero, <laughs> I think they had zero success prospecting and so all they had was inbound leads but they were spending yeah. a ton of time trying to prospect to add to the 441 uh but i think i think part of it is yeah it's 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 retention is just has um dropped but i also so i think that's why people are open to it but i think maybe also the the barrier to why people have keep looking at more versus better or changing is <laughs> a guy wrote about this in a book and i love it. he called it, it's because of business porn Oh, business porn. He's like, you yeah. hear these stories of somebody creating this thing, yeah. <laughs> which it does happen. They create a product, they create a solution, they create a service and everybody wants it. Right. Yeah. And so you hire people like basically to just catch the money, like just demand fulfillment. Yeah. And so everybody's looking for a demand fulfillment role. Like, how do I, the demands here, how do I get, you know, and it's like, yeah. but when it comes to demand generation, which is what most of us have to do. Mm-hmm. The whole make a million calls, tell them about our solution, rinse and repeat, and then try to close the deal and win and overcome objections and all that stuff, which you need to do all that, but there's a better way to do there's it. There's a better way. There's yeah. a better way to do it, but the, the the traditional approach isn't working. And I think I think people are getting warm, yeah. warmed up to that. Yep, I agree. Well, listen, I know um that sounds like an amazing talk, Tom. Um it really well, does. I, I, and I expect a lot of leads. I'll be watching that spreadsheet to see how it fills up from that uh, talk. Yeah, but I'm sure know, we're going to make because that was really the purpose was to make a lot of money off of it. So I know we we talked about <laughs> that's not the purpose, but ultimately that's how we'll measure it. Uh, no, so awesome. yeah, it was it, it's Great good. Uh, it was good. I appreciate you um, your support. 
and uh, asking me about it. And I hope it was helpful to the people that were there, honestly. Um, and I, I just uh, love what we're doing, Tab. I love that we continue yep. to talk about how we can help people connect and influence, whether it's at work, whether you're a leader, whether you're a seller, whether you're a parent, whether you oh. just want to have rich relationships. It's just how do we connect and influence more effectively? So hopefully this episode was helpful. Guys, please let us know um, if you if you if you really like the podcast then like us, whatever you do, what do you do? You, 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 you give us feedback, you rate us, um, because that helps other people find us. That tells us, tells other people, Hey, Hey, this is worth listening to. If you don't like us still rate us high so that other people will listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, of course that was a joke. That was really funny. Uh, but anyway, thanks for joining us for another episode of Sales with Aslan Tab. Love seeing you, my friend, and hopefully we'll catch you next time on the next episode. Mm -hmm.